What's up, everybody? Happy New Year. Happy Monday. It's January 4th of 2021. We made it. I mean, we're still not out of the woods yet. We still got a long way to go before, you know, things are back to normal, especially here in the U.S. But, uh, you know, we made it to 2021. It seemed like uh, 2020 was never going to end. Um, but here we are. You know, we finally made it. I I saw this meme and I, ke- I kept seeing it, especially, you know, the closer we got to uh, to New Year's. But it was this this guy, you know, he's sitting there, he's looking at the clock and it says <laughs> December 31st, 2020 at 11.59 and 59 seconds. And he's all excited because 2020 is about to end. And then in the next picture, <laughs> it, it, it just shows it doesn't actually it said 12.31, 2020. So at midnight, it's supposed to obviously go to 1-1-2021, but instead it went to 13-1-2020. I just thought that was hilarious. And luckily for all of us, that was not the case. Um, we're here. You know, Happy New Year. So, um, God, it seems like it's been so long since I've talked to you guys. Um, I don't know. I'm just excited. I'm excited for 2021. I'm excited for, you know, all the football that we're going to have this year. We got the Euros. We got the Copa, you know, we, there's just a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff going on and I'm pretty excited about it. So um, one of the things I wanted to mention, um, and this is not really relevant at all, but uh, I guess it sort of is. My wife and I decided that for the next, I guess, almost six months, <laughs> actually it'd probably be like five, we are not going to be drinking whatsoever. So we're giving up drinking. Um, the only reason I'm doing it is because this summer, during the Euros, during the Copa, I'm going to do my little beer elimination thing, um, where I'm going to buy a beer from every country in this competing in the Euros, and I'm going to buy a beer from every country competing in the Copa America. And then as the teams are eliminated, I will drink their beer. So the last two beers that I'll have will be, you know... The team that wins the Copa America and the team that wins the Euros. Now, this sounds like it's going to be a little difficult because obviously, you know, a country like Qatar, who is one of the invitees to the Copa America this year, uh, it's a dry country. So, uh, but they do have this stuff. It's like a malt beverage kind of deal um, that I'm going to substitute. Uh, it's not a substitute. Sorry. It's it's the most popular, I guess, non-alcoholic beer type drink that they have in Qatar. I forget what it's called. It's called like Barra something. Um, I'm going to get some of that. It's going to be difficult because, you know, it seems like most of it's in the Middle East, but I did find a place in Houston where I might be able to get it. Um, and then obviously, you know, like for Australia, I'll be able to get some Fosters, even though that's not like the most popular beer there, but, or is it? I don't know. Um, but yeah, trying to get all the beers from Europe was going to be difficult while I was living there. It would have been easy. Um, but yeah, that's my plan. So basically, uh, I've started this podcast off talking about how I'm going to just be getting stupid drunk as soon as, you know, the end of me and my wife's dry period ends. <clears throat> ends. Ooh, speaking of dry. But uh, I'm looking forward to that. That's one of the reasons why I'm not drinking. Plus, you know, because Joao and Louie from uh, Soccer Stupid, they've not been drinking for a few months. And I figure I want to see how much weight I can lose also because... Uh, Feeling a little soggy, if you know what I mean. So I'm still in really good shape. I just think that, you know, I could tone up a little bit. So 
Um, you know, plus it's like the winter months, even though it's not cold here. My body's still, you know, I was born in the cold. Um, you know, I lived in New York for so long and lived in, in Europe and Germany. Um, my body just automatically kind of puts on weight during the, you know, October to February time frame. Um, so now I'm trying to see if I can uh, get some of that off by not drinking. You know, I've been going to the gym too, so it's not like I'm just hoping that the... Uh, the alcohol calories will, will help me, but I don't even know. I'm just, I'm just completely going off on a tangent, but I'm in a good mood. It's 2021. The only thing that was bad, I did have to go back to work today, which, you know, it wasn't terrible, but you know, the holidays after having, you know, like somewhat half days and then days off that initial comeback after, uh, after the holidays can be kind of rough and uh you know but today flew by just like every other telework day seems to fly by um but here we are so all right i'm gonna go over some of these scores some of these go back into 2020 because it's been like i said it's been a while since i've talked to you guys um so yeah so i'm just gonna go over these i may just go over some of the standings i hit up on a little couple of news items and so this is not going to be an extremely long podcast. So if you're listening on a treadmill, I'm sorry, but, uh, you know, hopefully my voice will still motivate you to continue to go. Um, let's see. Uh, League 1 in France. I don't remember what the last day was that I that I talked to you guys. I don't know if I covered this or not. Uh, I don't think all of these games were played. So I'm just going to, for League 1, I'm just going to go over the, the current table right now. Um, after match day 17, so we got Lyon and Lille, one and two, both with 36 points. PSG's in third with 35 points. Rene is in fourth with 31. Marseille is in fifth with 28 points, but they have, you know, a few games in hand. Uh, and then Monaco is in sixth. In the bottom of the table, you got FC Lorient with 12 um, Dijon also with 12 and then Nem also with 12 points. So that 18, 19 and 20 Lorient, Dijon and Nem. Um, that's actually not, not too bad though, but I'll get to it at the end of the show. But I think that, uh, you know, everybody constantly says how league on is a weak league and PSG automatically wins it every year. And this year, you know, we, we came to Christmas, you know, midway through the schedule and PSG was not on top. But I think that's going to change. I think this will be a whole new attitude in PSG. Um, I'll discuss that at the end. But for my match day 18 matches, we got Saint Etienne hosting PSG and Marseille versus Montpellier. Should be some good games. All right. Um, let's see. La Liga. A whole bunch of games. I'm just going to start with match day 16. Um, we had Sevilla 2, Villarreal 0, Barcelona and Ibar played a 1-1 draw, Cadez and Real Valladolid played a 0-0 draw, Levante 4, Real Betis 3, then we had Granada 2, Valencia 1, Atletico Madrid 1, Getafe 0, Celta Vigo 2, Huesca 1, Elche 1, Real Madrid 1. Athletic Club 0, Real Sociedad 1, and then Osasuna and Alaves played a 1-1 draw. Match day 17, which is actually two days ago, started two days ago, I should say. Villarreal 2, Levante 1, Real Betis and Sevilla played to a 1-1 draw. Getafe fell to Real Valladolid at home. Real Madrid 2, Celta Vigo 0. Athletic Club 1, Elche 0. Alaves 1, 
Atletico Madrid 2, Ibar 2, Granada 0, Real Sociedad and Osasuna played a 1-1 draw, and then Huesca, worst team in the league, fell to Barcelona 1-0, and then today we had Valencia 1, Cadez 1. So after match day 17, we got Atletico Madrid still on top with 38 points, followed by Real Madrid in second with 36, Real Sociedad fell to third, uh, they have 30 points. Villarreal is in fourth with 29. Barcelona is in fifth with 28. Sevilla is in sixth with 27. And at the bottom of the table, in 18th, you got Elche with 16 points, followed by Osasuna with 14, and Huesca in last with 12 points. All right, Serie A, match day 15. Yesterday, uh, you had Inter 6, Cratone 2, Atalanta 5, Sassuolo 1, Roma 1, Sampdoria 0. Fiorentina and Bologna played to a 0-0 draw. Genoa and Lazio played to a 1-1 draw. Parma lost to Torino 3-0. Caligari 1, Napoli 4. Spezia 0, Hellas Verona 1. Benevento 0, AC Milan 2. And Juventus 4, Udinese 1. And now during that Juventus game, um, Cristiano Ronaldo actually, I think he surpassed Pele for the most amount of goals for club and country. Um, and if you remember, Lionel Messi did that a couple of weeks ago. But then Santos, the team that Pele used to play for, said that that's not true. That um, the, I think it's 671 goals, I believe it was, is far short of what Pele actually scored. That you know they're including like friendly matches, which I don't think. I think it really should only be like league and competitive matches unless you're talking about for your country because country, you don't get to play that often. So friendlies there, yes, those should count. But friendly club matches, I don't think should be counted. I don't know. But uh, so right now, uh, Messi and Ronaldo have surpassed Pele for goals for club and country. And even Pele sent out messages to both of them when they both did it. So obviously Pele is recognizing the significance of them doing this but santos and a lot of you know fans in brazil understandably they don't want to recognize that pele is no longer the king all right but uh syria uh, table after match day 15 ac milan still on top with 37 points followed by inter with 36 roma's in third with 30 napoli's in fourth with 28 juventus in fifth with 27 and sassuolo is in sixth with 26 points bottom of the table spezia and genoa both have 11, bottom of the table, in last place, Crotone, nine, nine points. Um, notable matches for match day 16, you got AC Milan hosting Juventus. All right, so the Premier League, you know, the Premier League, there's always a lot of games going on after Christmas and before, like, now. I mean, there were, you know, there were matches today, but it's, it's definitely a packed schedule for the Premier League at the end of December, beginning of January. And even like the whole winter, or excuse me, the month of January, I should say, uh, is, is pretty crazy because I think the Carabao Cup starts back up and then FA Cup matches are going to start back up, I think, at the end or maybe it's the beginning of February. Um, so their schedules are, are totally and completely packed. Um, their match days got kind of messed up too. Uh, so you had, there were matches from match day 16 that were played after match day 17 games if that makes sense 
But I'm just going to go over the table because we also had matches in the Premier League that were postponed due to COVID. So, and this is after the match today, Liverpool lost to uh, Southampton in Southampton. But Premier League table, match day 17, uh, Liverpool in first with 33 points. Also, Manchester United's in second with 33 points. Leicester City's in third with 32 points, followed by Tottenham, Man City, and Southampton. In that order, respectively, all have 29 points. Bottom of the table, you got Fulham in 18th with 11 points. West Brom is in 19th with 8. And lowly, lowly Sheffield United did not get a win the first half of the season. So they, <laughs> it's, it's crazy, but they finished the 2020 part of the 2020-2021 season without a win. They have two points. Two points. I, I feel... I feel bad for them, but I'm sure they'll prosper in uh, the championship next year. So, um, Notable matches for match day 18. I got Arsenal versus Crystal Palace, just because it's like a London derby. And it's my team. Arsenal right now, not doing too well. Um, Arteta's on the hot seat, but he's not doing as bad as some other people. Frank Lampard. But, um, you know, they're still, they're still struggling. It's January. Transfers. Anything could happen. I mean, even though I think... Arsenal just needs to look internally. I don't know what Mesut Ozil did, but they have one of the best midfielders, you know, from at least from like, you know, 2017 to 2019 on their team. They're just not playing him for whatever reason. I don't know if he did something in the locker room that the, the public doesn't know about. Let the man play. I mean, what do you got to lose besides more games? But you're already doing that. So let the let the guy play. Before he goes to the MLS. Seriously. Okay. Um, Eredivisie, the Netherlands. A table after match day 14. We got Ajax on top with 34 points, followed by PSV Eindhoven with 33. And then 3, 4, 5, or excuse me, third and fourth, you got Feyenoord and Vitesi both with 29 points. AZ is in fifth with 26. And then Groningen's in sixth, also with 26 points. Bottom of the table, you got VVV Venlo in 16th with 9 points. Uh, Adeo Den Haag in 17th with 7 points. And then Emin is in last with 5 points. And my notable matchup for match day 15 is Ajax versus PSV Eindhoven. Bundesliga. Ugh, Bundesliga. Match day 14. It's past Saturday and Sunday. Uh, we had Cologne 0, Augsburg 1. Hoffenheim lost to Freiburg 3-1. Eintracht Frankfurt 2, Bayer Leverkusen 1, Werder Bremen 0, Union Berlin 2, Armenia Bielefeld 0, Borussia Mönchengladbach 1, Hertha Berlin 3, Schalke 0, VfB Stuttgart 0, RB Leipzig 1, and then yesterday we had Borussia Dortmund 2, Wolfsburg 0, and then Bayern. Bayern Munich came back down 2-0 to zero at home to Mainz to win 5-2. to uh, yeah, this this should tell you how much I don't like Bayern. I actually wrote my notes wrong for the table. Uh, I actually put Bayer Leverkusen in first and third. But um, Bayern is in first place with 33 points, followed by RB Leipzig with 31. Bayer Leverkusen's in third with 28 points, followed by Borussia Dortmund with 25. Union Berlin, Wolfsburg, both sitting at 24 points at 5 and 6, respectively. VfB Stuttgart has fallen to 11th place with 18 points. 
Bottom of the table, you got Armenia Bielefeld at 16th with 10. Mainz is in 17th with 6 points. And then Schalke, bottom of the table, 18th with 4 points. So notable match day 15 matches. Got RB Leipzig hosting Borussia Dortmund. And then Augsburg hosting Stuttgart. Definitely be waking up to watch that match. I had... I shouldn't have watched the Stuttgart game. You know, every time I watch Arsenal play, they lose. So I'm not sure which match it was. I think they were playing against Chelsea. Uh, This is before the new year. Went to the gym. Didn't watch the game. They were doing well. I come home. I turn the game on. They give up a goal. Then they give up a penalty, which, you know, luckily, you know, they didn't make it. But um, they ended up winning the game. But only because I stopped watching. This weekend... Didn't watch the Arsenal game, and they won. Watched the entire Stuttgart match, and they lose. So, like I was telling Joao and Louis, I definitely, definitely should have done the opposite. And, you know, maybe Stuttgart might have won, or at least got a point. Who knows? But, uh, uh, I just want my, I just want my team to, both my teams to win. If they could do that, I'd, I'd, I'd be really, really happy. But, you know, we'll see. All right. So coming up tomorrow, um, if you guys don't have anything going on tomorrow and you're on this side of the planet, at least, um, we got the Copa Libertadores semifinal first leg. We got River Plate hosting Palmares. Should be a great game. And then the other semifinal first leg on Wednesday, Boca Juniors hosting Santos. So it's either going to be an all Brazil final all Argentinian final, or it's going to be Brazil versus Argentina. So that that's just going to be great. No matter what teams make it to the final of the Copa, it's it's going to be great and worth watching. But they got to get there first. So I will uh, let you guys know next week when the second legs are going to be. I don't have that in front of me right now, um, but still should be some some great matches. And it's midweek too. I mean, you can't you can't beat that. You got Champions League isn't coming back until next month anyway, so. And like I said, if you're on this side of the Atlantic, you have no excuse to miss those games. Well, <laughs> you do. Hopefully you can find them because, of course, they're going to cost you a decent amount or you got to have every streaming service known to man to get them, but to watch it legally, I should say. All right, so on to the news before I go. Um, as I kind of alluded earlier, PSG uh, finally got a new coach after they fired Thomas Tuchel. Mauricio Pochettino. Now, I did not see him going to Paris. I would have. I thought that I would have seen him go to Spain before he went to France. You know, France. They ha- they have that kind of you know notoriety of being a one club league. Um, you know, and, and that one team, that one club, right now sitting in third. But because of the way that Pochettino is, now I don't know what kind of you know instructions he was given about the transfer market. But I saw some rumors, I don't, you know, transfer rumors or whatever, especially now because it's like clickbait because it's January. But one of the first things that I saw after he took over was that he may, and I don't see how it would fit in unless Mbappe were to leave, but I don't see him leaving this month. I don't see him leaving this year, um, is bringing in Harry Kane to PSG. I think that would be a terrible move for both PSG and for Harry Kane. But uh, who knows? I mean, it's Pochettino. It's his, it's his team now. 
So who knows what might happen? And like the guys at Soccer Stupid always say, don't believe anything until you see somebody holding up the jersey. But I don't know. Pochettino, he might just come in, try to disrupt everything, try to win the Champions League. Because, I mean, that's the main reason why he's there. That's the reason why Tuchel got booted. I mean, I'm sure them being in third place in the league, uh, you know, was part of it too. But um, he's there to win the Champions League. So uh, this is his first job since, you know, leaving Tottenham and uh, got some new blood. He said in his first press conference that the players have to earn the right to wear the shirt. So, you know, if they were in there chilling under Thomas Tuchel, showing up to practice late, doing their own thing, Instagramming or, you know, Facebook Live or whatever the kids do now up in the locker room and, you know, doing whatever, I think that's over. I think those days are over. Um, I'm looking for PSG to come out fierce once he he has his first uh, his first match or his first time in the dugout. So we shall see. I'm looking forward to it. Jumping over to a former PSG player, Ensign Cavani. He's been suspended for three matches um, and fined a hundred thousand pounds for a racist post that he did back in November. Now. Football supposedly has, you know, a zero tolerance policy, at least in Europe, zero tolerance policy for racist abuse or anything that has anything to do with racism. Um, I think this is, I don't know, it's kind of weird because I don't want to like, you know, condone what he did um, at all. But I guess the guy that he was talking to, he was responding, his uh, friend of his a fellow soccer player, football player, sent him a message and he said thanks, but in the thanks he dropped the N-bomb in there, but it was a Spanish version or whatever. So he was kind of not using it in like a negative connotation, but zero tolerance is zero tolerance. So I understand, you know, where they're coming from. I, I guess I understand where he's coming from too, but you should know when you can and cannot do that or whatever. I don't know. But um, yeah, so he's suspended for three matches now. I don't think it's really going to matter to Man United, but um, we've been waiting because this happened in November. just seems like it took the FA a really long time to finally, you know, hand down some type of penalty, but now it's done. So um, staying in the UK, um, Brexit now is official. The FA uh, and the leagues have, you know, they have their, their rules in place. They're going to have like stricter um rules on what players are allowed to come in you got to have there's like this crazy criteria it's like almost worse than trying to get a visa in some countries but uh you have to have a you got to be making a certain amount of money in another league and then you have to have a certain amount of like international caps and you have to be a certain amount of appearances for your club before you can come now i don't want to turn this into a political podcast at all but i was i'm still very upset about the whole uh, Brexit thing in the UK leaving the European Union. Um, you know, I'm not British, so it doesn't really matter what I think, but I think this is going to hurt football in the United Kingdom. In addition to that, I don't think the United Kingdom is going to be the United Kingdom as we know it for very much longer. Scotland is already talking about leaving. They were already talking about it back in 2016 when the Brexit vote initially happened. And then, you know, there's been rumblings about Wales. Then there's still the whole situation with Northern Ireland and the Republic of Ireland possibly like reuniting. 
I don't know. We'll see. But I think this is going to now, you know, Scotland, Wales, Northern Ireland, and even the Republic of Ireland have nothing to do with football in England. But, you know, there are players from England that go to those countries. Um, you know, there are some players from those countries that play in the Premier League or in the Championship or in, you know, the the lower leagues, League One, One and Two. But uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I just see Brexit completely hurting football in England, especially if you're putting these weird stipulations on everything. I don't know. We'll see. I, I hope I'm wrong. I, I hope that I'm wrong. But uh, but we'll see. I mean, only time will tell. So, and I just don't see too many players from England going to mainland Europe to play now that they'll have more of an opportunity because they won't be bringing in as many foreign players. But is that going to help or is that going to hurt? You know, like did France win the last World Cup because they all their players were playing in France? No, but almost all of the players for the English national team are always playing in the Premier League or the Championship. I mean, there are a few players that, you know, maybe playing in Germany or something, but the majority of them all play for clubs in the Premier League or the Championship. And when was the last time England won a World Cup? When was the last time England won the Euros? Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, January, transfer markets open. I enjoy reading all the stories. I enjoy falling victim to all the stupid rumors. Um, we'll see what happens. The transfer window for the Premier League, the Bundesliga, and League 1 opened on January 2nd. And the transfer window for La Liga and Serie A opened up today. So, you know, it's always a, it's always a good month. Um, I just like being able to completely be wrong about every possible deal that's going to get done. But I also like that last day, January 31st, when, you know, teams are scrambling to try to fill some slot or teams are trying to get rid of some players. And uh, <laughs> there's just all that drama in the end. I, I absolutely love it. But, you know, summer, as far as transfer markets, is always better than winter. Winter, it just has a little bit more drama associated with it. But we're still dealing with COVID. Teams still don't have a whole lot of money. So I don't really see a whole lot of crazy moves happening. I really don't. And now we got this second variant of COVID. You know, here in the U.S., I just read something. We're losing every day. We're losing. No, sorry, not every day. Every 33 seconds, an American is dying because of COVID-19. That's nuts. That is absolutely positively nuts. So vaccines are out there. I don't know. I, I don't know anybody that's gotten it. Not yet. Still waiting for some of my you know, friends that are still in the military to get it and tell me how they feel or, you know, waiting to see if they turn into gremlins or zombies. <laughs> oh, that's not funny, but it's better than than getting COVID. So um, I'm going to try to end this on a good note now because I'm so tired of talking about COVID. Um, looking forward to this weekend. I'm always looking forward to more football. And now, uh, you know, Stuttgart's playing Augsburg. Got that little little Southern Derby going on. Baden-Württemberg sued versus Bayern West, I guess, sort of. Uh, looking forward to it. Should be a good game. 
hopefully it snows and the weather's just terrible. I think that would benefit Stuttgart more than it would Augsburg, but uh, but we'll see. So I don't know. We'll see. Just looking forward to it. I know I say we'll see. If you played a drinking game off of how many times I said we'll see or you know, you would be drunk. You'd probably be in the hospital by now. So uh, with that being said, I'm going to end this now. Um, I hope you guys have a great week. I hope you guys don't have too much of a post-holiday hangover, especially going back to work and kids going back to school and, you know, yada, yada. But uh, thank you guys for listening. Please stay safe. Uh, take care of yourselves. Take care of your families. Wash your hands. Wash your masks. And uh, let's just make 2021 everything that we hoped that 2020 would be this time last year. I know I was optimistic and I'm, I'm definitely optimistic about 2021. Things can only get better, right? They can only get better. You know, this time last year, I was still in Germany. Yeah, I was planning my move. Actually, I think I was still waiting to hear back about the job offer, actually. Um, but yeah, I was still in Germany this time last year. Me and my wife. Oh, it's crazy what can happen in, uh, in a year. But all right. Thank you guys for listening. Um, if you guys get a chance while you're listening, if you're listening to this on you know some type of mobile device, if you could go into your whatever app you're listening to this on and just hit the heart or make this a favorite, or if you're on uh, Apple Podcasts, give me a review. Five stars would be great. Um, and I just thank you guys for listening. Enjoy the rest of your week. I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye.